awesome. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Excellent. You sleep good? Yeah. 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 Some people did. Uh, uh, look, we're going to end up in John chapter 8. So if you're like, hey, where we're going to end up. So if you've got to get it, open your Bible to that, that's great. John chapter 8. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this theme, you know, with like, it's like a superhero theme. You hire power superheroes, you know, with everybody's on a superhero team. Um, and uh, every superhero, or at least in comic books and stuff, it seems like every superhero has an arch enemy, right? Like this other power that's like, you know, struggling against them. So it's kind of what I thought about as I was just walking even down today. I was like, oh, it's like this arch enemy. And we all... In the in life, we really do have an arch enemy, and it's not Satan. Because that's what some of you are thinking right now. Who's the arch enemy of Christians? Satan. No, it's not. It's not Satan. Satan is, is a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. Satan's a problem, but he is not the problem. There's the problem. And it is a higher power. The highest power is God, but there's another higher power, more powerful than us, because we are actually not very powerful. We're very, we're very weak. So, and we just need to deal with that. In fact, realizing how weak we are is probably the first step in having victory in our lives, is to feel like, is to realize how weak we really are in our own. But there's another higher power that's keeping us from being dependent upon God. Remember, that's how we're created, right? We're created to depend on God. That's how we were created dependent people. We were created, God created us with this, something missing in our lives unless we depend on him. So that's, that's how we're created. Nothing wrong with that. That's actually, there's not a flaw because we're dependent people. That's just how we are. Just like, it's just how we were created. Like, it, it, like we can't fly. Birds can fly. Are we more deficient? Is there something wrong with us because we can't fly and birds can? No. It's just the way we're created. The same thing with us, guys. If we realize we're created dependently, dependent upon God, then that changes everything. But there's something that's keeping us from being dependent upon God. And is that higher power, our arch enemy, and it's just a three-letter word, but it's very, very powerful. And do you know what it is? Sin. Sin. Is the thing that keeps us from being dependent upon God, but keeps us from living the life that we were meant to live. And there's four things. I just want us to understand this morning, you guys, the power of sin. Because I don't know if we really understand the power of sin. We're going to get to John 8, but I'm just going to share with you a couple other verses before we get there. And if you're writing notes, I want you to write down maybe the power of sin on the top. This is what we're talking about. The power of sin. On the top of your thing, and, and make sure you have enough room to write four lines. Just four things underneath it. I'm gonna give you four truths about sin that changes everything for me. It makes me understand how much of a problem sin is. The first thing is this you guys ready? Number one, everyone has sinned. Is that a big revelation to you? They're like, PG, you're not telling me anything new. Although maybe there might be somebody. There could be somebody going, oh, I'm not sure if I really sinned. I mean, I, I, I'm no good person. I'm not, I, don't know, I don't know if I sinned. But I found most people, when, especially if you understand what sin is, most people would go, okay, everyone has sinned. And this is what sin is. It's saying, doing, or thinking 
anything that's different than how God wants me to say, do, or think. <laughs> Saying, doing, or thinking, uh, uh, anything that's different than how God wants me to say, do, or think. So, with that definition, how many of us think that we've sinned? We've all sinned. I hope you understand. We've all sinned. All of us have, at some point, has said things, has spoken things different than how God would want me to speak it. All of us have, at some point, done things that's different. It might be something we've done that's against what God does. It might be something we didn't do that God would want us to do. But we've all done things different than how God would want us to do. And we've all thought things, really dwelt on things that were in our minds and thought through them and really kind of stuck on something that's different than how God would want us to think. We've all sinned. That's the first thing. Now, at first, some of us would go, what's the problem with that? That's, that's, that's not a big problem. If we just ended there, I think I would think, okay, but that's everybody. Everybody's sin, and that's just how life is. It's just it's normal. But this, it keeps getting worse. Number two changes everything. Write down this. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Now, that's one I'm not sure all of us really believe. I say that because I, when I was first told this, when I first read this, and we're going to read this today in John 8, when I first read this, I went, that's not true. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Everyone, I think, oh, look, are there some people who are slaves of sin? Yes. Addicts. People that are maybe alcoholics, drug addicts, somebody who has an addiction. Would you agree? Somebody who has an addiction, they can't help it. You know, they're kind of drawn to it. They can't stop doing it. But seriously, I think to myself, hold it. When I decide to say something to someone that I know is sin, it's not the way God would want me to say it, I'm deciding to do it. It's not controlling me. I'm just using it. There's a lot of us that might be thinking, well, hold it. When I sin, I'm just choosing to sin. I know it's dumb, whatever else, but I'm just deciding to sin. I'm not controlled by it. I'm not a slave to it. That's what I think. There's some people that are, but not everybody, and not, not all sin. Can, that's, that's, just, that's, that's a little too much. So let me just show you where it says in God's word that everybody who sins is a slave of sin. We'll just go from there. And I'll tell you kind of how I thought through it. Look at this. In John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus is talking to these Jews these people and he's trying to tell them the problem of sin he's trying to tell them look sin is a bigger problem than you think it is it's not just oh i made a mistake and then whatever else he says this to the jews who had believed him so some jews were going oh, i think jesus you might be right and jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples like it's don't just believe stuff about me like really believe in me really trust me and trust what i'm saying if you do that you're going to really be my disciples he says then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free some people use that as hey the truth will set you free and they understood that when they when he was saying the truth will set you free he was saying the truth will set you free from slavery 
if you follow me, you'll be set free from being slaves. And the Jews were going, what are you talking about? Now, there were some people in the Roman Empire that were slaves, but there are other people who weren't. And so these Jews, look what it says, verse 33. Maybe I'd answer the same way. They answered him. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? They simply went, what are you talking about? There's no chains on our arms. There's no master right here. We're not slaves. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But for us, we're already free. And I feel like this, guys, in the United States, don't we kind of like in our nation, don't we kind of like are proud of the fact that we're free? We're proud of that, that we're independent. You know, we have, we just celebrated Independence Day and the land of freedom. I'm seriously telling you guys this. Jesus is telling you, Jesus would be telling us, that's a lie. It's a lie. He says, you don't think you're slaves. You think you're free and independent, but you're not. You're not. If you have sinned, because look what he says. He says, Jesus replied in verse 34, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a what? Everyone who everyone who sins is a slave of sin. So he's telling these people, have you guys all sinned? Well, yeah, then you're slaves of sin. And they're going, no, we're not. Jesus is going, yes, you are. If you've sinned, you are a slave of sin. Everybody who sins becomes a slave of sin. We've already said, how many of us have sinned? So what is Jesus saying? All of us are what? Slaves of sin. He goes, do you understand that? Now, he's already said, if you follow the Jesus Christ, you'll be set free from that. But if you don't have Jesus Christ, what are you? A slave of sin. So he says, and these guys are going, there's no way. And I read it and I went, I agree with those guys. I'm not a slave of sin. And then something had to happen to me, you guys, and this happens to me quite often with with God. It it happens a lot. Well, I'll read something. I go, I don't know if I believe that. And then God kind of just gently kind of reminds me. He says, kind of in my head, I go, he goes, okay, PJ, one of us is right and, and one of us is wrong. Who do you really think that is? The, the God of the universe, I am, the self who created everything, who knows everything about everything, or you. Maybe you just don't know something that you just don't know. Maybe you just don't know something. And I started going, okay, God, okay, I, I got it. I don't want to be so proud to think I know more than the God of the universe. You've just said, Jesus Christ, you just said, everyone who says this, like, can you just help me understand that? How is that true? Like, I don't see that. And a couple of things hit, hit me, you guys. Two things went in my mind. One was this. Maybe you've experienced this too. The, how powerful sin really is. Have you ever done something, said something, and right after you did it, you thought or maybe even said out loud, oh, man, I didn't mean to do that. Ever? If you didn't mean to do it, why did you do it? 
maybe we're not as in control as we actually think we are. That hit me. It's like these two things just came, it went in my mind. That was one of them. And it was like, God was going, you ever done anything? And I thought, well, yeah, I do stuff. And I go, no, nah, I didn't mean to do that. And, and God was going, maybe sin, maybe that's a, in that moment, you're actually seeing how powerful sin is in your life. How powerful sin can be when you're not relying on me. That it actually controls you and has you do things that you don't even mean to do. Maybe you're not as in control as you think you are. That kind of made me start thinking. And then I started thinking this. God brought something else to my mind to show me how much sin deceives us into making us think that we're in control, but we're really not. And I, my mind went back to when I was a little kid, and I grew up in Northern California, and there's little streams next to my house in the country. And we always would go down to, I don't even know it even had a name. We just called it the creek. We just went down to this place at this bridge about a, about a block from our house in the country. And me and my brother would go down there and fish from the this bridge on this, not really a creek. It, well, at least under the bridge, it was more like a pond, kind of like how it is out here where you have the pond here where you can go on, uh, on you know, boats and stuff like that. That's what it was like under this bridge. And me and my brother would go down there and go fishing. We'd fish for like, anybody fish? We always call it like, we call them sunfish or perch or bluegill. I don't know what you call it. But these little, you know, fish about this big and they're kind of flat. And then we just caught those all the time, all the time. And just caught them and just for fun, throw them back, whatever. Every once in a while, now we were pretty poor, so we didn't have any tools and stuff for fishing, fishing lines. In fact, we made fishing poles out of bamboo. And then we just had, uh, we had some fishing line and then we would get like uh, pins and stuff. And we were needles and we would just, we would curve the needle into a hook. That's what we did when we were kids. And then we catch grasshoppers and put them on the line and we fish, put cheese or something like that. So that's what we do. And uh, every once in a while, if you fish, the fish actually swallows the hook. You ever had that happen? So fish swallows the hook. We had that happen. Now remember, we're kids. Well, I didn't know about any kind of tools or any kind of way to get this, this hook out. Me and my brother didn't. We only figured there was two things that we could do. Because when the fish swallows the hook, it's in its gut. So either we pull the hook out, and, and when you do that, the fish doesn't do very well. You're pulling like the, the stomach out with the, with the hook. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not great. So, and then the fish dies. So we do that. We could do that. Or um, we actually thought we could, cut, we could cut it and let the fish go. And stuff, but the fish is going to die anyway with that hook in it. So my brother came up with a second thing. Now, my brother Sam was a little bit more violent than me. And he came up with a game that some of you, if you fish, I don't know, you're either going to say, oh, my goodness, this is the worst thing ever, or you're going to go, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to do this next time I fish, depending on who, what kind of person you are. But here it is. My brother Sam came up with a game called Flying Fish. Yeah. You already kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay, so my brother, would, if a fish swallowed a hook, my brother got so excited <laughs> because he knew that hook is not going to come out very easily. It's not going to come out at all unless you really, really tear it out. So he would he would put the fish on the 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 fish down on the bridge, and he would let some line out, and then. He would go, and then he, had, he would narrate it. And he would go, okay, I'm a flying fish. And he starts swinging it around. I'm a flying fish. I'm a flying fish. I'm a flying fish. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm losing control. I'm losing control. Bam. 
take off, take off. I'm a flying fish, I'm a flying fish. Oh no, 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 bam. Oh, here's a flying fish, I'm gonna go, bam. Anyway, I'm a flying fish, bam. And he would just do that over and over. Now, there was a part of me that was kind of excited about that because he would beat me up all the time. He was a year, he was a year and a half older than me. So I was help. I was, I was actually thinking he was taking his violence out on the fish. But at the same time, you're like, what if you were the fish? You know, and so, and seriously, after a while, like some fins would start coming, scales would start coming off, the tail would come off, everything would start falling up, just every time he'd hit it, bam, bam, more stuff would fall off, until finally, seriously, all there was left was the hook and the guts. <laughs> and then he would take the line, he would wipe it off, put some more bait on, and hope another fish would swallow the hook. That's what he would do. He loved that game. I, I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy, you know, that he's doing this. So th that's what he's so fly fish. So um, so I would go. Now I was really curious about animals. I don't know if any of you guys are like really curious about animals. You like animals? I like the animal kingdom. I want to learn a lot. Um, so when I did that, I would not. I would not do that. But every once in a while, a fish would swallow a hook, and I didn't really enjoy that. But it swallowed it. It's done. So I go, okay, what am I gonna do? So I. I was not as violent as my brother. I would go down to the bank. I would take the fish down and I would get off the bridge and go down to the bank. And I would actually put a bobber at the end of the, uh, of, of, at the, you know, like three or four feet from the line and have the bobber be on there. And then I would let the fish go with my line because I was really curious about where the fish would go or where it lived or whatever and so I could tell where the fish was going by just following where the bobber was going and I would just let it go and everyone's and then after a while the bobber would stop somewhere and I would go oh maybe that's where its home is or whatever else and I was just curious and then I thought okay I'm going to reel it in and then I'm going to let it out again and see if it goes to the same place or if it goes to a different place or whatever it does. And so I would just continue to do that and just, you know, reel it in, then let it go and let it see what, see where it would go. But after a while, I found out this would happen almost every time I would reel it in and reel it in. And finally, after reeling it in enough times, it wouldn't swim out anymore. It just kind of stayed there. So then I would lift it up out of the water, like shake it. Gone. And like, hey, you know, go fish, go fish, go fish. And I would just keep doing this. I would, you know, look at it. Oh, put it back in. You know, let it go. Oh, put it back in. Let it go. And after a while, then the fish started turning sideways. And would just not be going anywhere. I'd, you know, keep shaking it, whatever. Put it back. And pretty soon, it like turned like upside down. And I was going, oh, this fish is pretty much dead. And then I would take it out. This is what I would do. I take it out now that it is now it kind of died on its own. That's what I thought. I take it out. I'd rip the hook out, and it would be dead. And that entire time, you guys, looking back, this is what God brought back to me. He brought back that stuff that 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 time in my life. And I was wondering why is God putting that in my head for the longest time when I was a kid. I thought my brother was more cruel than me. I thought my brother was more cruel than me. I was way more cruel than my brother. You're the fish. 
Think about it. If you're the fish, you're on my brother's line. Suddenly, you can fly. <laughs> I, incredible. I didn't know I could fly. But I'm flying. This is unbelievable. And then suddenly, what happens? Whack. Whack. And you're dead right then. You're dead after flying. The rest of the time, my brother is dealing with the dead corpse. Now, that fish realizes it's out of control. It knows it can't fly. It knows it's not in control. Something else is controlling it. But then it dies. You're on my line. You know what I'm doing to you? I'm making you feel like you're free. But you're really not. Aren't I? Suddenly you're caught. Oh my goodness, I'm just drawn in. I don't know what's going on. Oh no, am I going to die? Am I going to... Oh, wait, I can swim wherever I want now. Oh, okay, I, I'm free. I, I, maybe there was something just wrong there, but I can go home. And you go home. And you feel like you're safe. And then what happens? What's going on again? And then, wait a second, what happened again? Okay, no, I, I'm okay now. I'm okay. Oh, no, I just got drawn in again. Oh, no, I just got drawn again. And slowly, slowly over time, you are slowly being killed by me. And not even knowing it, not even realizing it, that the entire time you're a slave, the entire time you're being controlled, but I'm just making you feel like at times that you're not. How cruel is that? And God, that's when God hit me and said, Jesus' words is true. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. And either you are on, sin treats you like my brother, which some people are. They know they're slaves of sin. They know they are, they are controlled. They know they, they cannot be in control at all. They know that. The addicts, the people with addictions. And and I always thought that they were the ones that were, worse, that were in worse shape than me. But it wasn't true. At least those people know the truth, don't they? They know how powerful sin is. The rest of us, we've been fooled by sin. Sin is like me treating that fish. Sin is doing that to you. You have been hooked. The first time you sinned, you were hooked. And you never realized it. Because sin has this way of saying, I'm going to make you feel like you're free, but you're really not. And I'm going to give you line. And I'm going to let you swim. I'm going to let you do your... But any time that sin wants you, any time it wants you, it has you. And I want you to think about maybe time, things that you have in your life that is sinful. And all the times, okay, that's the last time. Okay, I'm not going to do I'm not going to talk like that again. Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then what do you find yourself doing? And you find freedom for a while. Okay, I haven't done that for a while. And then suddenly, boom, it comes crashing down again because sin decided I'm pulling you in. But then it tells you, not, not so much to make you feel like you're not in control. No, 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 you're in control. It's okay. That's what sin does. And it hit me on this thing that God, Jesus is telling the truth. He's just trying to get us to see it. Sin is really deceitful. Sin tries to make you think. Sin tells you everything you want to hear. Sin gives you things that you want to make you continue to feel like it's okay. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not a, a slave to, it, to sin. I, it's okay. But you're not. 
Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. And you know what? There's some of us that might think, you know what? Okay, fine. I am a slave of sin, but sin's giving me what I want. I, I like living this way. I know I'm not really in control. Okay, great. Big deal. I'm following the master I want to follow. Here's the third thing about sin, you guys. Write it down. All sin brings death. All sin brings death. There's a, a verse, write this down, Romans 6.23. By the way, you can write down Romans 3.23 for the first one. About everyone is sin, but Romans 6.23 says this, the wages of sin is death. The payment of sin, the, the final payment that we have for sin is death. See, sin is a master that does not care about you. Now that's pretty scary. To have a master that does care about you, maybe not so scary. To have a master who doesn't care about you, and master has one goal for you, one goal as your master, and it is to kill you. And he'll do it slowly, so slowly you don't even see it. Some sins you don't even see how destructive they are until it's too late. But it always destroys. And some of you that are living in sin right now, you're going, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. You just haven't seen it yet, and sin has fooled you. But I think deep down inside, you actually know that it is something that's destructive. You know that it is something that's bringing death, that's destroying relationships, that's not bringing life. You know it. You know you're not living your purpose and your meaning. All sin brings death. Sin itself gives you death because of the sin that it, that it is. And it also brings us death because we have to face a holy God that the payment for our sin is death. Romans 1.18, write this down. Romans 1.18 says the wrath of God is being revealed to all wickedness. The wrath of God is the judgment, the wrath, the payment for our sin. We are under this from a holy, just God. We deserve Sin deserves death. Do you remember we talked about the power of God and how we're just grasshoppers? Now imagine yourself, now because of our sin in our lives, what do we deserve as those grasshoppers? We deserve to be squished. We deserve to be annihilated. We deserve death because of our sin. That's where we are before this holy God. That's who we are as hook. We swallow the hook. The fourth thing is even worse. Here it is about sin, you guys. Write this down. There is nothing I can do about it. If you want to write this down. Sin is too powerful, and I am too weak. This is the... Guys, we're hopeless and helpless. We are. Every single one of us. Oh, uh, Because if we go, oh, man, it's all the... Oh, thanks for telling me this, PJ. Oh, sin's giving me death. Okay, I want to... Okay, okay, I, I'll, I'll stop sinning then. I'll stop doing it. We've swallowed the hook. 
There's no way out. We don't have enough power. We can't stop this. We can't. Sin is too powerful. We're too weak. If we say, if we, it was like sin is a master, and it's like if it's, it was a person, and it's actually a master, we go, I'm not going to follow you anymore. Sin would laugh at us. Okay, go for it. And maybe even, maybe sin because sin is so deceitful. You know what? I'll just give you some line and make you feel like you actually have broken free. That'll be fun. But I'm going to pull you in anytime I want. That's our lives, you guys. And some of you are going, some of you really are, I know some of you are thinking, you are describing my life. You're describing me. I didn't want to even tell people how much I'm a slave of sin. I know it. And it's destroying my life and I hate it and I keep trying to stop. Can't. You know it. I am going to give you this, guys, and we're going to talk about this tonight. But we need to understand the bad news. And this is bad news, isn't it? We need to understand the bad news before you can really appreciate the good news. There actually is a way out. But it's not because of our power. It's not because we can do anything about it. Do you remember I said the sin is a higher power than us? Is it the highest power? Sin, remember I said there's a, you know, Satan is a problem, but he's not the problem. But sin is a problem, but there is another power that's higher than sin. God. There is one being, one being in the universe. That's just how powerful sin is. One being in the universe that's more powerful than sin. One. Satan isn't even more powerful than sin. Did you know that? And you go, oh, Satan uses sin to accomplish his goal. Yeah, it's true. Do you know that Satan himself will be under death and punishment because of what? Sin. Because of his sin. His sin is going to send him to hell. And he can't stop it. Nobody here is going to go to hell because of Satan. Not one person goes to hell because of Satan. Do you know why people go to hell? Because of sin. Sin's the problem. But there's one being, one, one, who is more powerful than sin. And God decided, it's crazy, not because we deserved it. God actually decided to do something for us hopeless and helpless and weak and defeated people. And we're going to talk about that tonight. But this morning, you guys, I know this is kind of like the bad news, but we need to realize, we need to realize how powerful and how devastating sin actually is. I want you to think about that as you go into your so what time and talk about it with your leaders. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for uh, this time that we had this morning. And uh, it's it's pretty heavy. Your, your word is really, really serious about talking about sin. And I think some of us have just not taken it seriously. We, uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, everybody sins. Everybody does. That's some, something we did. God, that we would realize, wait a second, this sin 
is making me a slave and this sin causes death and there's nothing that I can do personally about this and I need help. God, that some of us that have been trying to struggle with sin and trying to defeat sin all our lives on our own and we're so tired and we're so, we feel like we're such failures, God, that we'd realize that we can't do anything about it anyway, but you have and you can. And God, that you would teach us through this week how we can depend on you again instead of sin. Even have victory over sin. So God, I thank you that you've decided to do something. And as we talk about it tonight, I pray to be really real for some of us that see we need the answer to this big problem we have. Oh God, thank you that you didn't leave us in this place, but God, that we remember what life is like without you. That we remember Jesus' words. And in his name we pray, amen.